Today I am joined by a talented singer-songwriter with a fantastic new EP called Bright Portal. Recording artist, Chris Whittington. This is the 40th episode of On Faith's Edge. This is Daryl Strawberry. And this is Tracy Strawberry, and you're listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. This is On Faith's Edge, where engaging, enlightening, and entertaining content brings us closer to living an authentic faith. We'll talk faith and life with people in business and entertainment as we work out the space where God and life collide on Faith's Edge. And now your host, Joe Taylor. Wow. Wow, wow, I am jacked up. I just got done watching the best five minutes of football (laughs) I may have ever seen in my life, and I've watched a lot of football games. Uh, I just saw the Seattle Seahawks come back to beat the Green Bay Packers. Literally, I think within five minutes, they scored 20-some-odd points to uh, come back in overtime to uh, win the game. Unbelievable finish. I'll be honest with you, I was rooting for the Green Bay Packers. I don't know why, just... uh, my beloved Cincinnati Bengals, uh, of course, were out of it in the first round of the playoffs. I say of course because we've been there, I think, uh, uh, this the fifth time that we lost in the playoffs. Anyway, this isn't a sports show, but I am a football fan, and I am jacked up uh, watching this game. Really, really exciting ending to a game. Uh, I really uh, <laughs> just want a fun, fun game. If you are here as a fan or friend of Chris Whittington, Man, you are in for a treat. This is a this conversation with Chris is Chris Whittington at his most transparent. So stick around. You are going to like this conversation. Isaiah 5, excuse me, Isaiah 59, 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant. In Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success. They all have one thing in common. Like Chris Whittington, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, we spoke with Grammy nominee and Dove Award winner, recording artist Antonio Neal about his new project, Welcome Home. And uh, I really liked that conversation with uh, with Antonio. He was We talked about the a music business. We dove really deep into the music business. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, I guess the chief operations manager uh, for, I think it's called Madison line records. Uh, but Antonio is the real deal. Soulful, real, truthful music. Uh, really, really good conversation and a really, really good artist. You can go back and listen to that conversation at on faith's edge.com slash 39. That's on faith's edge.com slash three nine. On today's show, I am joined by Chris Whittington. As you know, we speak with recording artists, Christian uh, artists, authors, and business people. Well, I don't know if uh, Chris has ever written a book, but what I do know is that he is both a very successful Christian business person and an extremely talented singer-songwriter. This is a really cool conversation with a great guy, and I mean Chris is a great guy. Uh, Chris just released a new EP called Bright Portal, and he has a really interesting sound for I, for one, which I really, really dig this, this, uh, this EP, Bright Portal. Bright Portal can be found at Amazon.com and various other Christian music outlets. Let's get right into my conversation with 
Chris Whittington. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Man, it is great to talk with you, brother, all the way from Houston, Texas. All the way. <laughs> well, it's uh, a long way. <laughs> I'm based up here in I, I'm based up here in Cincinnati, Ohio, but man, I get to Texas every chance I get. But it, it's funny, I, I only go to Texas between the months of November and April. That makes a lot of sense <laughs> to me, my brother. Uh, uh, you know, we we are quite proud of the fact that we are the humidity and mosquito capitals, not to mention heat, practically close anyway, uh, of the planet. Well, you so uh, so no, November to April makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you can't go to, it's funny though, you can't go to Texas anymore and expect to be warm. You've had some... You've had some cold winters, uh, some cold winters down there. We recently. really have. Is it? Yeah. As a matter of fact, just in the last uh, uh, two to three weeks, we've hit, uh, set some records down here in the Houston, Texas area for, for cold. So, Chris, a, a couple weeks back, a friend of mine sent me a link to a song by a new Christian musician, uh, quote unquote, new Christian musician. Uh, the song is called Love Is Come. I can describe this thing is classically refreshing, Chris. I, I I felt like I was listening to something straight out of one of those classic '70s album projects. Uh, a, a, a little Chicago. So, uh, I, I hear a, a little Gordon Lightfoot in there. Some and some real right. modern modern rock guitar licks. Uh, of course, that's off your new album, Bright Portal. Really, yeah. really good, brother. Man, thank you, Joe. I'm a, I really can't tell you how much that means to me that you like it. Yeah, it's um, Sing with the Saints is great. Uh, the song we just heard, Love Has Come, rocks it out, man. And uh, it doesn't get much more beautiful than uh, Fill the Temple. Just really, really good stuff. How did this project come about? Oh, good question. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been writing those songs um, over about a 12-year period. 
actually quite a quite a while. I, I guess that's a long time. And in, in the in the, as far as most people who go about songwriting these days, um, my great friend of many many years, Kemper Crab, uh, produced the record, and uh, I've of course spent many years supporting Kemper live and in his recording projects. And the short story is. Uh, one day he just surprised me, Joe, and said, um, we're, uh, I cleared my schedule in the studio, in his studio, and uh, for his uh, recording engineer, Ryan Bersinger, uh, one of the best in the business, and uh, we're going to make your record, Chris. That was pretty much how it came to be, and uh, when I got over, uh, you know, just being elated, which took a, a couple weeks, uh <laughs> We uh, we recorded some demos and got started. Wow! So th- this really just came out of the blue, or you you've just you've known him for a long time, and he knew he knew you were a musician and a songwriter, and but this just came out of the blue. Well, I made it sound that way, didn't I? Um, <laughs> uh, Kemper has been aware of my songwriting, has encouraged me greatly over the uh, past several decades. Uh, as I say, I have uh, supported him for, for quite a number of years uh, performing live and on uh, several of his uh, uh, recording projects of the past several years. So we've maintained a, a very close relationship, and he's encouraged me, as I say, as a songwriter and a performer. And uh, we've also uh, led worship in each other's churches over the years. And just been, uh, you know, encouraged one another. So he's been, you know, he's been very aware of uh, my uh, developing uh, career as a musician, a songwriter, and uh, a singer. And uh, so, you know, he's very much watched the uh, me write these songs and encouraged me over the years. So he's he's been aware of them. Um, it just kind of, you know, how these things can go, Joe. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say, and sometimes you just have to kind of hurry up and wait for yep. the opportunity to gel, right, and for God to to uh, open up a door. And, um, you know, I was busy raising my family my uh, with my wife and uh, our four kids, who are now, for the most part, grown and on their own. And um, that's another part of the story. I guess, like a lot of people, you know, I was busy making a living, supporting other artists, Kemper mainly, and uh, over the years, and you know, now my kids are grown up, and it was like time to to start recording uh, my songs for a change. You know, you've mentioned Kemper Crab a couple times. For uh, for those that don't know of Kemper and Kemper's work, uh, tell us about him. Sure. Uh, wow, where to start? Um, Kemper really got on the map in the. Uh, uh, very early 80s um, with uh, his band Archangel, uh, which was on Star Song Records. Uh, and, and then uh, shortly thereafter, I believe in 82 or 83, he released what really has been his uh, seminal recording, if you will, titled The Vigil, which um, has garnered praise, Joe, from uh, Kerry Livgren of Kansas, um, just uh, all kinds of folks have uh, have loved this record uh, across the spectrum. Kipper has fans, has pockets of fans 
literally around the world that just adore this record and listen to it to this day have have uh, shared it with their kids, their grandkids. It's just been a real multi-generational uh, thing. So, uh, you know, he's just, he's just, um, he's a rare talent. I put Kemper up there in the ranks of uh, David Bowie and, and uh, wow. you know, Genesis and Peter Gabriel and in terms of his songwriting uh, as a musician and arranger, uh, producer, uh, just, just uh, and and also not the least of which he is an incredible teacher of the Word of God, which not a lot of people are aware of. But um, he has uh, uh, ministered in many uh, large and small churches, mostly in the Houston, Texas area. But actually, that's not true. He's 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 been asked and spoken uh, around the country. But he's just a wonderful uh, expositor of, of the Word of God as well. So now that we know the. Uh the entire life story of Kemper. Tell us about, <laughs> tell, tell us about you, man. I mean, how did you, uh, you know, I, I said, quote unquote, new, new musician, but, uh, uh, you've been around a little while. You, the people in, uh, in the Houston, Texas area might know you uh, a little better as, yeah. a, as the founder and, uh, owner of Whittington steel. So how does somebody go from the founder of owner of Whittington steel <laughs> to uh, putting out a, a project called Bright Portal. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of uh, kind of two lives there, if you will, running uh, very much concurrently, Jeff, as you can imagine. Um, as I kind of mentioned earlier, you know, I'd, I guess trying to, trying to encapsulate this thing as best I can, uh, in, the, in the 70s when I was cutting my teeth as a musician, really learning to play for me guitar is my favorite i also play mandolin and several other stringed instruments and uh, and developing my voice i'll be honest with you i looked around and saw my then uh full-time musician friends really struggling to make a living and uh i mean several of them living out of their cars and on somebody's couch and there's not a thing in the world wrong with that i just um I wanted a wife and a family and to provide for them. And, uh, I hate to use the cliche. So I got a real job, but I guess I got a real job. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I've, I've always been great at sales. I love entrepreneurial, um, projects. Um, if you will, um, I'll tell you a little story about myself. I spent, I spent many years, basically making a bunch of other people rich and and I'm glad for them. That's that's not something I regret for a moment. I learned so much from people whose small businesses I ran and uh and just learned so much. And you know, the the, the short version is about ten years ago I, I had an opportunity uh that uh with the current employer uh where big changes were coming in that business and uh, basically, it opened a door for my wife and I to start Whittington Steel. Uh, this was just a little over ten years ago, and um, I have to tell you, we were we were afraid. And um, I'll tell you something else very personal about myself. I spent too many years in fear, Joe. I'm mm. I'm not going to say I greatly regret not having started the business, our own business, that is earlier. 
But um, I could sure make a case for that if I wanted to. I mean, all things work together for good for those who love God and call according to his purpose, right? But, um, you know, I firmly believe that. But um, I spent too many years in fear. And I have to tell you, God just brought a series of events to play where I just almost, almost, I'm not going to say I had no choice. We had almost no choice to start our own business, but it sure felt like that. And it was pretty close to that. So basically, God kicked us out and uh, told us, go do this thing. That, that And I had a vision for and a desire to, that is to start our own steel distribution business for at least for at least 15 years before we actually did it. And so, you know, this opportunity came up, uh, and uh, my wife graciously, uh, uh, actually, I had played at a church on a Sunday night in Katy, Texas. I was driving home to our home south of, of Houston. It was Sunday night, late. I was driving home. I called my uh, my wife, Joanne. I said, well, baby, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day I have to answer my current employer Am I going to stay with him or move on? And it wasn't acrimonious. There was, as a matter of fact, I'm great friends with uh, my former employer to this day. And I'll tell you a really cool something about him here in a second. But anyway, I'm back on the phone with Joanne on a Sunday night. Debbie, I got to tell him tomorrow morning. And, uh, and she knew that. We'd been kind of dreading, praying about it, anxious, you know, all the stuff that, that goes into being fearful. And, uh, you know, it's really great to say we trust God. It's quite another to do it for me. Uh, but uh, my wife graciously took a deep breath and said, well, do you think you can, uh, you know, maintain at least our current standard of living, which was, you know, pretty typical middle class at the time. And I said, well, sweetheart, if I can't do it after this many years in this industry, then I'll never be able to. And uh, she took a deep breath and said, okay, let's go. And uh, the next morning I went into work and let my uh, employer know uh, what was going on. And, uh, but well, that I, w- I would be leaving. And he immediately came from another building on the campus and to my office and closed the door and said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, I was, I was afraid, Jeff. I said, well, if I told you, uh, you know, uh, that I was going to start my own business, would you be upset? He said, no, not only would I not be upset, I want to help you. And you have a line of credit here as of right now. And uh, tell me whatever I can do to help you. Wow. So, you know, yeah, it was just one of those wild God moments, right? Where God just oh, kicks the door open and goes, it's time. Stop being afraid. It's time to step out on faith. Trust me. I've never let you down. I never will. It's time to believe that a lot more than I ever had before. And uh, and so we did. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you that we were never afraid from that moment on. Uh, that was a great moment of relief, of course, back to with my former boss. But, you know, there were, there were moments in the next uh, few weeks that God just started to pour it out on our little, uh, uh, you know, little bitty brand new business. And uh, here we are 10 years later with uh, 16, 17 employees, and, and uh, we run a multi-million dollar business. All glory to the living God. But I have to tell you, I'm not proud of the fact that, that I have to admit that I was afraid and put it off as long as I almost could. But, um, but it's true that, that the greater truth here is that God has been awesomely faithful 
and um, excuse me, I get a little emotional about it. Amen, um, he can he can be trusted all the time. So that's that's the lesson for me out of all that. And it certainly appears you're trusting him now with uh, with a brand new chapter uh, in your life, man. Uh, yeah. Brand- yeah, yeah. So how did the music thing? You wanted to know how does one beget the other? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a terrific question, and I would ask the same thing. Like, what the heck? Where'd this come from? You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm sitting here listening to your story, just blown away by it, just blown away. Uh, I, I have two questions about that story. Number one, your 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 uh, or one question and one comment. Number one is uh, your former boss, the one that, that yes. came from the other building and shut the door and said, you have a line of credit. Anything I can do to help you, you just let me know. Is he right. a believer? No. Wow. Wow. That's no. A... However, um, yeah. Well, if I say too much, I'll give away who. <laughs> so nah, I guess I, I guess that. I stop. And you're not asking me to. No, no, no. You're you're not asking me to. You you you're being most gracious, my friend. Um, but no, to answer your question, he is not. Which uh, I'm glad you asked me because that makes it even more obvious that it's god's hand in in a way it does that was my point that was my point yeah exactly geez how cool is that i'd forgotten that i'm glad you asked me that joe i'd I'd actually that's a very important point and i'd forgotten that and in the second my kind of my second point is that that i just love about this story is um chris you uh so many people when they get a calling from god they they think it's uh a missionary to Africa. They think it's, yeah. uh, I, I have to go in the ministry. I have to go to cemetery, seminary and, and go yeah. to the ministry, or I have to sell yeah. all my possessions and, and work with, work with the homeless, all righteous causes. But you yeah. just don't think about a calling from God. Uh, Chris, you're going to open up a steel distribution business, but right. that's what God told you to do. And by God, yes. you did it. No, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, my brother. Yeah. Very you cool. know, I'm, Very I'm, cool. I'm with, but thank you. I'm, I, and you know, you, you touched on a, on a nerve for me. Absolutely. All those, all those things that you mentioned, you know, blessed by God, called by God, great folks who love God with all their heart to go to remote, sometimes remote places and, and, uh, and, uh, work to redeem the situation there and to give the gospel. In my case, it was hunker down and in your hometown of Houston, Texas, and do your best to be a light, to hold up a system of ethics. Hopefully we're doing that, a biblical uh, ethic, and uh, sharing the gospel in our own little bitty way. I have, a, I have a great friend of mine, Mark Hilton, I'd like to mention, who's my partner in the business. And uh, Mark was in the jewelry business, of all things, for many years. And it took me a while to uh, build up a Whittington Steel uh, to the point where he was able financially to come on board, he and his family, his lovely wife, Stephanie, along with us, and their gorgeous family. But it finally happened, and, you know, we have a Bible study that actually, Camper Crab, I'm mentioning again, uh, comes and teaches every week, and our business has for the past eight of the ten years that we've been in business. And, uh, you know, that's not a big deal in and of itself, but it's just one little part of, and it's open to anyone, our employees, uh, folks in the neighborhood. we got a, a, a guy that comes that lives a couple streets away. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, I only say that because we try to exemplify that, that's the point, you know, to, to live our lives in such a fashion 
that God is glorified and the gospel is uh, is lived out. And, and, you know, hopefully people see that and, and are drawn to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Chris, I don't think we're ever going to make that connection between the steel business, steel distribution <laughs> business and Bright Portal. But let's go ahead and talk about Bright Portal, okay? Uh, Great. How many songs are on this project? There are five on this EP that we uh, that we chose. Cool, cool. And uh, your favorite one is what? It would be uh, "Love Has Come." Yeah, um, no doubt, the one that man. you just played. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Kemper actually—that's the only one that. Well, of course, I didn't write the lyrics to uh, to sing with all the saints in glory, but um, uh, Kemper wrote the lyrics for uh, "Love Has Come." I wrote the. I had this melody and this arrangement. And uh, Kipper doesn't co-write with a lot of folks, so it was quite an honor that he would he was willing to uh, to co-write with me. But at any rate, to answer your question, there's a whole package. I love the arrangement. Fletch Wiley, his fabulous work on the horn section. Um, I think that uh, that one probably uh, it's the one that I listen to over and over again. <laughs> it's a good one. What were some of your musical influences? Uh, well, I'd say I'm, I'm a big fan of David Crowder, both David Crowder and Andrew, um, Peterson, as far as, you know, guys, contemporary guys who are making, um, you know, worship music and, and Christian music, if you will, overtly, uh, Christian, uh, writing songs. Gosh, I haven't um, listened but, to any David Crowder in a long time, man. What a unique voice and what a unique guy, man. I, I'm telling I love you. David Crowder. Go ahead. Kind of one of a kind, didn't he? No, no, no. That's okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I haven't listened John, to David Crowder John in a long Talbot time. Is a, Good stuff. I'm telling you. John uh, Michael Talbot is, is, a, is a big influence. Um, but, you know, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, Three Dog Night, uh, Peter Gabriel, Genesis, Yes, I'm a huge Yes fan from the very beginning. Love prog rock. I think you can hear some of those things. Movie blues, Bee Gees. I mean, I'm kind of all over the map. Robert Plant's uh, uh, solo uh, body of work is just astounding to me. Uh, The world influences that he uses. Um, I'm a big David Bowie fan. Uh, but but a lot of worship music and uh, and uh, you know great Christian artists out there too have been big influences on me over the years. You know when I first heard uh, when I first heard Love Has Come and then I I, I heard uh, Sing with the Saints. I'm thinking where do I know that voice? Where do yeah. I know that voice? And to me, it, I mean it just smacks of Gordon Lightfoot, man. You just have that. Well, just, thank you. I, I don't know if I don't know that, if anybody's told you that before or not, but yeah, absolutely, it's a compliment, man. Just yeah, absolutely a great, a great soulful voice that just just makes you feel like loving life, man. It just uh, just good stuff. Really, really good thank stuff. Thank you, so, my brother. That's, that's what, a great compliment. I appreciate that. What does the future hold for you, Chris? Well, Lord willing, Joe uh, Kemper and Ryan and I will uh, finish out uh, this record eventually. Um, that's uh you know there's no immediate plans to go back into the studio but uh, we do plan to do that um we also uh i I, i'm a worship leader also for 30 plus years um mostly in the houston area uh and lord willing i'll uh, continue in that in that work um but we also have an organization uh, that we recently started kemper and i and a third fellow by the name of chuck Dodson, who's a fabulously talented videographer 
we started a new uh, organization, a, a community, actually, is what it is, uh, that we call Colony 3. And uh, we've had uh, one event. We're planning another one early next year. And we're, we're excited about that project. You want to tell us just briefly about it? Sure, sure. Colony 3, in a nutshell, uh, well, we'll, we'll, for the most part, it'll be some live events, but it'll be a, a web presence um, centered around Kemper's teaching. Uh, Chuck is a videographer and a great communicator of, of wonderful stories and narratives. Uh, myself, as a, uh, my entrepreneurial uh, work, as well as my artistry, um, basically, Colony 3 uh, is exists to teach people to think biblically about everything. And, uh, boy, that's a pretty broad, uh, pretty broad paintbrush. But that is, in essence, the aim for it. And by uh, working around uh, or through the mediums of Kemper's teaching and his art, my art, uh, entrepreneurial stuff, Chuck and his videography and, and the communicative skills. Uh, we intend to write, to blog, uh, to record more projects. Um, the Kemper's teachings will be a, a part of this, will be available as podcasts. Um, we're just uh, really excited about uh, what the future holds for Colony 3. Cool. I'll be sure to put a... Uh... Uh, put a link to Colony Three if you have a web presence already. Put a link to Col- Colony Three in the uh, sure. in the show notes for today's Thank show. You. Hey, let's talk about about your faith if we can, Chris. How did you uh, sure. How did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? Well, good question. I um, I, I grew up. Uh, I was born at a very early age. <laughs> that that old joke. Uh, I was born at a very tender young age. Um, Glad I did it twice. That's awful. Okay. Uh, I, I, my family uh, was Roman Catholic, and, uh, and uh, I'm very grateful for that uh, beginnings, if you will, and background for me growing up. I learned much uh, from catechism classes and uh, being an altar boy and uh, uh, being exposed to uh, the sacraments of the church um, and just some, some great people there, uh, priests and nuns. I went to a parochial school through fifth grade. And so, you know, actually, I can remember, Joe, uh, from, from really from a real early age, maybe five or six years old, I can remember praying and having these little talks with God. And, uh, you know, that obviously was steeped and encouraged, uh, you know, by the church, uh, which is a good thing for a young person. And, uh, so, you know, I was, I was, I was really aware, if you will, of God and that I was not God <laughs> and that there was only one God and I was not him. Um, moving on a few years into junior high school, the whole Jesus movement thing occurred. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, instantly, you know, it was like a magnet and began to, to get involved. Um, I learned to play guitar, uh, actually playing very some of the earliest extremely simple worship songs at that time. I, I think one of the earliest worship songs ever, obviously, but but you know, as part of the whole Jesus movement thing, sure. I remember playing, uh, taking a, a cheap acoustic guitar at the lunch table uh, and and playing these songs and the Bible studies that were going on around town, and so you know, 
I was exposed at that point in, uh, to evangelicalism, if you will, or, or that aspect of, uh, of Christianity, which, which um, you, I'm sure you know was, was quite a huge force at the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were getting saved. And uh, I don't mean that sarcastically. It was uh, quite genuine for many of us, um, myself included. And it was, you know, so probably around the age of 12, 13, 14, I, I um, quietly prayed in my room one night and uh, asked God to accept me and uh, take my life and make it whatever he wanted it to be. And then I put my uh, full faith in Him and in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So that's kind of that's kind of where uh, you know the genesis of my faith uh, happened. Have you ever have you ever had a time in your life where you uh, ever doubted your faith or even the existence of God, Chris? Yeah, 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 I did. Um, in my late teens, which I think is a fairly common thing, um, in my late teens, I. Uh, my parents had divorced when I was 11. I'd struggled with that uh, for several years. My dad basically dropped out of our lives almost completely. And uh, my family, uh, my, my poor little mother, it was all she could do with six kids to keep a roof over our head and, and food and uh, clothing. Um, we had a tough time of it. It was economically uh, pretty devastating, to tell you the truth. Uh, but God sustained us. And uh, I worked a couple of jobs off and on all the time since I was 11, which, you know, some people might might hear about and, and pity me. Please don't. Um, you know, I felt really sorry for myself at the time, I'll tell you the truth, but I was a kid, too. didn't know anything. Uh, but God sustained me, and now it, it, it ended up giving me a work ethic that I find to be a little bit unusual, so now my wife might tell you otherwise, but uh, that's a joke. I don't think she would, um, <laughs> you know, we're together 36 years later by the grace of God and, uh, and it's all good, but I digress at any rate. Um, you know, we, we had a struggle uh, through our family and, and, uh, so late teens. Yeah. I was seriously questioning whether God uh, was, was still really there. Um, you know, he's pretty great. He seemed to do a lot of great things, really in a dramatic way for many other people. But, he, but I felt like uh, during that period of time, maybe 17, 18, 19 years old, that he was uh, not too interested in me, at least at the time being. And that was very frustrating. And uh, But uh, through uh, the help of some, uh, some adults and a Bible study that I was attending, um, in particular Frank and Unit Gospel, any, anybody in the South Houston, uh, Texas area uh, around the uh, early to late 70s was aware of uh, the Bible study that happened in their home. And I, uh, by the grace of God, attached myself to them. And uh, God just encouraged me greatly through that family. And uh, I was able, he sustained me through, uh, through the, um, you know, a lot of times of depression and um you know, I, I had some bad thoughts about ending my life, which I know a lot of young people do go through that. But again, by the grace of God, I, I, it never happened. And uh, not long after, met uh, the woman, the young woman, Joanne, who would become my wife. And, uh, you know, things have taken off from there and just gotten better. 
Hey, Chris, let's do a round of instant insight into Chris Whittington. Uh, sure. This is where I ask you quick questions and you respond with answers that'll frankly make us feel like your best friend when we're done. Fair enough? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what single person, and Chris, you're not allowed to say Jesus, had the, okay. had the biggest impact in your life? That would have to be my father-in-law, Roy Taylor. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, my, uh, I think I might have mentioned it earlier, Joe, my, uh, my dad basically abandoned uh, my mom and I and my five brothers and sisters when I was 11. And um, so, you know, it was a bit of a tough childhood. But then I was fortunate enough, God blessed me, and I met my future bride, Joanne, and got to know she and her family. And uh, her dad, Roy, was just um, really has been one of the most tremendous men of God that I've ever had the privilege of knowing. Uh, he was a businessman, uh, a father, uh, very active in his local church. Uh, he and his wife, Louise, my mother-in-law and their family, and uh, just really became a father to me. And I, uh, I just, you know, I love him forever for that. He's uh, God took him a few years back. And uh, there's almost not a day that I don't miss him, but I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to the day uh, when I get to see him again. Amen. Amen. Man, Chris, sometimes, sometimes God gives us what we need and, and what we want. And it sounds like he did that with Roy, man. Absolutely. Thank, yeah, man. thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. That's exactly right. My kids would say the most embarrassing thing about me is. That I love embarrassing them. <laughs> <laughs> it's my purpose for living that's, that's sarcasm <laughs> god is the maker and sustainer of everything if i were not a singer songwriter i would be a business owner <laughs> that's cheating that was a cheat shot i was but i don't know what to say <laughs> that's fair enough uh, as a fan uh whose music are you listening to right now Andrew Peterson, David Crowder, uh, the new David Bowie CD set, box set, that is, um, the new TV on the radio. I'm all over the place, man. You sure are, man. <laughs> That's eclectic there, brother. <laughs> yeah. The best thing about Houston, Texas is? The people. The warm and generous people. They're Southerners. I'm Doesn't afraid. Doesn't get any better. Yeah. Amen. Uh, I'm afraid of. Sinning. My wife, Joanne, makes me. More like Jesus. What single Bible passage has the most meaning to you, Chris? Isaiah 59.1. In the NIV, it's surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. Chris, here you are, a successful business person, now a uh, 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 accomplished musician, we can say, uh, husband and father of four. What does what does success mean to Chris Whittington today? Uh, you're making me tear up, Joe. Um, it is to pursue the living God with my whole heart, mind, soul, spirit body, everything that he has given to me and made me it is to pursue excellence 
that he has is and the talents that he's given me to develop and the responsibility. Finally, finally, Chris, as we wrap up, what would you say to someone that is right on faith's edge about to make that choice to believe or not to believe in God? Go for it. Trust in the living God. He is always good all of the time. And pursuing him is the single greatest adventure will be of your life. I don't think we can say anything more than that. Chris Winnington, thank you so much for your time. The, the album is called Bright Portal, and it is a good one. This is a really great time, Chris. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, Joe. It's, it's just been a great pleasure and privilege for me to spend this time with you. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. Back at you, sir. Chris's Bright Portal is available at Amazon.com and various other Christian music outlets. His Facebook, Twitter, and website links can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 40. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 40. That'll wrap up today's show. Thank you again to Chris Whittington. And uh, of course, thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. You mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to this show. Remember, God is real, and eternity is now. Let's go out and live like it. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you.